I absolutely remember that script in my head, which is, what have you been doing all day? Why in the world is it so hard to clean up the house, clean up after kids, and have the house presentable and nice? I could do your job. I could do this so much better than you. I had that script in my head. And it came across even though you did not use those words. Yes. It made me feel very, very inadequate and not good enough. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, who should do more chores, the husband or the wife? Well, that's an easy answer right there. (laughs) Right? Yep. Not me. Not it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. We have two that are really, really hot right now. Okay. Um, Two that are really popular. All right. One is on chores. Just so many questions about chores and sharing responsibility around that. Who should do what and what the expectations are. Yeah. Things like. Or there's expectations that nobody has actually talked about and it's causing issues. That's it. That and, I mean, a quote here, I just told my husband that he should at least help me once in a while around the house. And after giving so many excuses and not winning, he says, I need to breathe. I'll call you back. Why do some men not want to help? So when a wife asks, will you help me with chores? They don't agree on it. Or the other one, what percentage of the housework do you do, wives? Not including outside stuff. I'm talking about laundry, cleaning, cooking, washing dishes, picking up, vacuuming, dusting, mopping. Do both husband and wife work and earn income? I'm wondering what the norm is. Got it. And you and I are actually starting to experience some of this in real time because your business as a travel agent is taking more time and energy now. The last two days, you've been on your computer or in meetings for six, eight hours a day. All day long, yeah. And when the kids come upstairs and go, Mom, what's for dinner? And I'm going, dude... You're 21, make your own dinner. (laughs) I think we can speak probably to the whole gamut of this in in reality. Because when we first got married, we both worked, but we worked together. Correct. The sentiment for us really was that you would be the sole breadwinner and Mm -hmm. I would stay home and take care of kids. And so my job, the expectation was that I would take care of the kids and the household stuff because I wasn't at a job. Right. And I don't know that we necessarily ever probably talked about that, but that was what my expectation for my own self was just probably from outside influences and being taught that if the woman stays home, she's the one who does the cooking and the cleaning and the everything in the house. Right. With the exception that my dad always mopped the kitchen floor. So I always figured that you were going to do that. And when you didn't do that, That was really irritating to me. I'm like, that's your job, man. I bet. So from that perspective, what's modeled for us Mm -hmm. is probably the expectation that we have going into marriage. Always. I can't totally speak for you, but I think your expectation was the same thing, is that I would be able to, if I was home with the kids, that I would also be taking care of the house and doing everything. Right. That caused some problems for us when we had three kids and you would come home and I'd been at home all day long with a two, four, six-year-old. And the house would be a disaster and you'd be going, "Um, excuse me, but you've been home all day long. What have you been doing? Let me speak to that for just a minute, because I absolutely remember that script in my head, which is, what have you been doing all day? Why in the world is it so hard to 
clean up the house, clean up after kids, and have the house presentable and nice. I could do your job. I could do this so much better than you. I had that script in my head. And it came across even though you did not use those words. Yes. It made me feel very, very inadequate and not good enough. That criticism, that that accusation I had in my head, I got a terrible poker face. I wasn't able to hide it very well. I had to own that attitude, that script as, number one, there's a chance it could be wrong. Raising kids for kids all day long, feeding, entertaining, playing, changing diapers. I mean, it's a harder job than just you're sitting at home watching TV all day and playing. Right. It, It takes a lot more energy and effort. And I was ignorant, dumb. I was not informed. I was not wise or understanding in that at all. And so I had some really poor assumptions around that for sure. For sure. And in addition to that, my own expectation of myself was that I would be able to do it all. And I couldn't. Personality wise, I'm not a type A personality. I think a type A personality could get it all done in Superwoman Mom. And that was not me. But I also didn't feel like I could ask you to help around the house. Because? I stay home with the kids and that's my job and you were out working. So how? why is it fair for me to ask you to work all day and then come home and work some more? Yeah. And I actually think that's the mentality a lot of men have that, well, I'm out working all day, bringing home the money, so why should I have to come home and work some more? You're right, absolutely true. I absolutely agree with that. That is, even still today, I use some of that language of, I've just spent six hours working and putting a roof over our head and I come upstairs and everyone's on their their phones or on their computers playing video games. The dishes aren't done. The house is a disaster. And I and feel, why should I have to do that? I feel disrespected. Yes. Because now it's like, apparently you won't do it of your own initiation. And so if I want to have a clean house when I come home from work, apparently everyone expects me to do it. Again, I know that's not true, but that's the script in my head and my beautifully honed passive aggressive talents (laughs) often come out during those conversations. They do. Yes. Yes. I have to own that. Instead, I need to learn how to be more specific around that going. I am frustrated. I am disappointed. Here's my experience. Uh, The house is a disaster and no one's done the job. And I am mad at you guys. I am frustrated with right. you guys. That's not passive aggressive. That's just stating the truth. Yes. That's being congruent with what's on the inside is showing up on the outside. I also watch my posture, attitude, and tone to make right. sure I am not critical or condemning of you as people, but I am mad because your behavior sucks. And when I usually state it that way, the boys will jump up and they'll go, yep, fair enough. We got to right. go do this. You'll do whatever you need to do. And it usually gets rectified pretty quickly. Correct. But it's my responsibility to kind of state that really, really clearly. Right. Something that we found that worked for us, and we haven't really hit the point yet of who does what and how do you mm-hmm. make that decision. But something that was very helpful for for you particularly was when the advent of cell phones came along. Right. You would give me a call, say I'm on my way home from work, and and I would just give you an update. It's been a crazy day yeah. and the house is a mess. I haven't had time to get to it. And that would set your expectations yes. coming in and it just changed 
the whole atmosphere when you'd get home, it wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be like on the edge of my seat going, oh man, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. I couldn't get it all done. Paul's mad at me. He, he doesn't think I'm good enough. I really have been busy today. I fed the kids. I had to change a diaper. I had to give four different baths because diapers exploded everywhere. We played games. We had fun. And now you walk in and you're in a bad mood and yeah. we've had a great day. The house is a mess. It'll clean up. Yeah. But setting that expectation for you. You also did one other thing for me. And this, I think, gets to the core issue of this main question here. Do you remember the one other thing you would do? You'd call me up. Oh, the house is a disaster. And I would, uh, if there was toys and stuff all over the floor, I would actually clear a path from the door to the bedroom for It looked you. like a snowplow went through <laughs> there. And there was piles of, of toys on either side. But by doing that, by telling me it's been a bad day and the house is a disaster, and you clearing a path, what you have done in those two actions is communicating to me I am thinking about you I care about you and I want to do something that's going to try to reduce your stress level exactly even if the house is still a disaster because you've communicated to me you are thinking about me and you care about me it was so easy for me to switch into my wife's had a hard day I'm glad to help her pick up now and I wasn't resentful I wasn't frustrated I wasn't disappointed in you at all I think that is the core issue around this entire topic it's when a husband or a wife does not feel cared about or thought about they feel like they're being taken advantage of they're feeling like they're not appreciated in the work that they are doing and that leads to that frustration and resentment yes and then when you're sitting in that resentment your old survival brain kicks in and you either respond with the survival strategy of attack and criticize and critique, or if you're like me, go passive aggressive, -aggressive. quiet, withdrawn, mopey, slamming cupboard doors and making sure everyone knows how mad you are. Right. And when someone says, is there something wrong? The only answer, no. Yeah. It's a nasty kind of dynamic, but you have to be aware of your own survival strategies and brain and coping mechanisms around that. You're going to say something. Well, I was going to say it's really important when you're getting ready to get married to actually talk about what the expectations are, because oftentimes both the husband and the wife will be working. Yeah. And somehow there's still this expectation that the wife is the one that's going to take care of making sure there's dinner, making sure the laundry is clean, making sure the bathrooms are clean and taking care of the whole house. Yeah. So setting those expectations from the start of, sure, I'm willing to do all that kind of stuff. Yep. I thrive on doing that. I'm really good. I could work eight hours a day and still get all that stuff done. Or no, I hate doing laundry. Yeah. I hate folding laundry. <clears throat> I hate washing dishes because the water makes my fingernails hurt. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Nope. And figuring out how you can both contribute because you both live there. Yeah. I know as our kids have gotten older and I have started taking on more responsibilities outside of the home, it's much harder for me to stay on top of all of the things that I would have been able to do. Not when the kids were real small because that was its own job in itself. My kids are older now, so they really have the ability to take on the responsibilities yeah. of really, do I actually need to figure out what we're having for dinner? Yeah. So talking about those things and figuring out how you all want to contribute, how you both want to contribute. Let's make that transition real fast here on the podcast, because 
if you are facing this, if you're listening to this podcast and you're facing this and you're going, how do we divide up chores and how do we talk about this? One of the techniques that techniques that we've done in our family and can be done whether you have kids or no kids, and it's actually what I recommend to a lot of my couples that I work with in my office, is you sit down and you get a big whiteboard or a big piece of paper and you write down all of the tasks that have to be done, including eight hours a day at work and providing for the money for the mortgage. All of those are jobs. Everyone who lives under the roof, these are the tasks that have to be done. And now you can start to divide up. When we had kids, we would actually front load it and trick them by going, here's everything that has to be done. Now, Joseph, he was our oldest boy. Let's make Joseph do all of the jobs. What does everyone say? And the other kids are going, yeah, Yeah! that's great. That's fantastic. And he's going, no. Oh, Joseph doesn't want, no. Sam, let's make Sam do all of them. No, I don't want to do that. We go through all the kids. How about we make mom do all of it? And then they see the light bulbs go on and go, oh, okay. So we're not going to make one person do all of the jobs. Right. And so now we divide up. Here's just the tasks that have to be done. But we didn't assign them. We didn't say you have to do this. Again, the minute you tell someone they have to do something, it triggers that defensive brain. Right. Instead, we go, here's the things that have to be done. Now, some of them are age appropriate. We're not going to let the four-year-old go mow the lawn. Okay, that's just not in his wheelhouse. Or clean the toilet. Or clean the toilet. So we're going to hear some age-appropriate things. And then what would you like to do? Just like you said, I don't like washing the dishes because it makes my fingernails hurt. I don't mind washing the dishes. So I pick. I will choose because it has to be done by somebody. I I will do the dishes. I will clean the toilets because I know you don't like to clean the toilets. But then who else is doing these other things? When you have six people in the family like we did, everyone didn't have to do a lot of jobs. Right. When there's only two of you living under the house, you can now actually start to go... How much time does this one take? And if we're both at work for eight hours a day, we still have to get these jobs done. Who wants to do what? Why would you do this one? Why would you do that one? And when you can start to see that this is a shared task instead of an assigned or expected task, you don't trigger that defensive brain in the other person over and over and over again. And you don't have the resentment in the fights. And the other thing about that is when you start talking about all the different tasks that need to be done, you also find out one person may think a task needs to be done every day. The other person might think it only needs to be done once a week. If you're having this constant battle over how come this isn't getting done, you may find out you have different values on how it should be done and when it should be done. And getting those clarified alleviates some of that stress. One of the things that we saw happen with our kids around this is they actually started to negotiate within themselves. So I can remember listening to our kids talk and someone is going, I don't want to do the dishes tonight. I'll pay you a dollar if you do them or I'll do your job if you do this one. And they would negotiate for a fee or for some sort of compensation and the job would get done. And guess who doesn't have to be in the middle of that conversation telling your kids to just shut up and get back to work. We don't have to do that no more. Right. And that is wonderful. We're teaching our kids a wonderful skill to apply not only in their work environment, but for their marriages. When they come into it, they will know how to have these conversations. And again, I think a lot of people, that's never been modeled for them. This is an entirely foreign concept. And two people are bringing in such different expectations around this topic. Right. This is probably one of the top three topics I see as I read through marriage forums and I listen to people in my office. Chores, you would think aren't that big a deal, but they are a massive deal. Again, not because it's about cleaning toilets. It's about 
does the other person demonstrate that they're thinking about me and they They care care about me? Right. Cleaning toilets or washing dishes or scrubbing out the dirty underwear, mopping the floor is another way of saying I love you. Yes, that's so interesting because I never really thought about it till just right now, that feeling cared piece. I'm sure I have felt that all the time. But I just think about like even now, you will just take my shoes when you're picking up because I never put my shoes where they belong. So you'll just pick up all my shoes or whatever and you'll toss them over to my side of the room where all my clean laundry that I have waiting to be put away because I don't like to put laundry away. (laughs) Piled in the corner. And so my shoes end up on top of my laundry and it really, really irritates me. And I didn't realize that till you just said it right now. It's because it feels like you don't care about me or my things. And that's not it at all. You're just taking care of what needs to be taken care of. But the idea that you're not doing it because you don't care about me. So And on on the other hand, you can't remember how to pick up your stupid shoes every (laughs) single time and it feels like you don't care about me because if we like to have a clean living room and there are not one, not two, not three, but four pairs of shoes. I don't even own four pairs of shoes. um, I can go show them to you right now. (laughs) They're all over the living room and dining room. It's like you don't care about me to pick up your stuff. And again, see how we come back to that common theme? That's so true. I had just clarified why that bugs me so much. So I just think that's really interesting that even in our podcast, when we're talking about stuff, that brings clarification and light to me. If we can help you, dear listeners, (laughs) who are listening to this podcast, if we can bring clarification to your story and the situation that you are facing with you and your husband or your wife, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to know if this is helpful for you or if there's any little light bulbs that keep coming on or if you find this helpful or if you even have a specific question, the kind of the yeah, but. He's like, yeah, that, but you don't know my husband. Right. Let me tell you the real story. F- send that in to us, okay? Yeah. Paul at securemarriage.com or Shannon at securemarriage.com. And we'd love to hear about it. And we'd love to do a podcast on it because we like to provide real answers to real problems for real couples out there. So if you find this helpful, we're really glad we could just sit behind the microphones and be honest out loud in front yeah. of everyone else. We also know if we struggle with it, there's probably one or two other thousand couples out there (laughs) who struggle with this as well because we're more similar than we are we are more similar than different and we want you to understand you're not alone in this and as we work on our relationship and try to make it better we want to provide a a resource and a tool and a community to make working on your marriage more enjoyable happier and easier so if you want to get started we have a couple things to do you can do securemarriage.com where you can actually do a little assessment and see how your marriage ranks on the six parts of the secure marriage framework little quiz you can take there there's also some free free uh, courses on communication and things like that. Or you can check out one of our newest things, which is our marriage challenges, where we take a particular topic and we together as a community take seven days and intently purposely start to work on this area. So we actually push back our first one here. So launching in November, we're going to be doing what we call the critical monster challenge. Can you go seven days without criticizing, critiquing, or questioning your spouse? And some of you, that might be like death. That might be (laughs) super hard. And yet it would be unbelievable change in your marriage if you can start to remove that in your relationship. And so many people focus on how can I make my other spouse 
my other spouse? How can I make my spouse change when the reality is when you start to change, you create an invitation for them to start right. changing. It's the guaranteed way to make your marriage better. So if you want to join one of our challenges, you can go to securemarriage.com slash challenges, plural with an S on the end, and check out the latest challenge we have there in case you're listening to this and that critical monster challenge has passed. We're going to have some more. It's going to be a lot of fun. Other than that, I think we're done. Yeah, I think so. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you later. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.